Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna, and you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Culips. This is Chatterbox, our series designed for intermediate and advanced English learners. And here in Chatterbox, we present natural, unscripted conversations about a wide range of interesting topics. Could be a current event or a trending issue. And today, I am joined by my co-host Anna. Hello, Anna. How's it going? I'm great, thanks. Andrew, how are you doing today? I am very good, Anna. And today, I am very excited and a little bit nervous about our conversation because we're going to be talking about an issue related to technology. And just like so many issues in technology these days. There are good things and bad things about this tech, so it will be an interesting conversation, at least. But maybe Anna, before I say too much, you could introduce our topic for today. Of course, in today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about deep fakes, an interesting but worrisome technology, and we're going to share our thoughts and opinions about this tech and the potential impact that it might have on the future. Exactly. So we'll get to that conversation in just a moment. But before we begin, I would like to remind all of our listeners that we have a transcript and a study guide available for this episode for all Culips members. Now, using the study guide while you listen is an excellent way to maximize your learning from this episode. And by becoming a Culips member, You'll not only be supporting us, but also helping us to continue creating English lessons for people all around the world. Membership also comes with many other extras and benefits, so check it out, guys. You can sign up and become a member just by visiting our website, culips.com. Lastly, we wanted to give a shout out to our listener VGV from the Netherlands, who left us a lovely comment and a five star review on Apple Podcasts. VGV wrote, This is my very first review on an app. I feel like I have to do something for such a lovely podcast, so maybe more people will see it. This is no doubt my favorite among several podcasts. It has interesting topics, useful expressions, and well organized contents. I'm always waiting for a new episode. I want to become a fluent English speaker soon. Thank you guys for providing these nice lessons. Well, thank you, VGV. We appreciate your kind words. That's fantastic. We're really, really glad that you really enjoy the podcast. So, Andrew, shall we dive into today's topic? Yeah, let's do it. So, I think, Anna, how we'll start today's episode is just by explaining some of the basics behind deepfakes. And then a little bit later, we'll share our thoughts and opinions with everyone. And then, of course, once the episode is finished and listeners, you have listened to the whole episode, then we would like you to share your thoughts and opinions with us as well. And you can do that easily on our Discord server. But, anyways, that's kind of the outline for today, everyone. So we'll start with our main topic, which is deep fakes. And let's explain it. To everyone here, Anna, because I think it might be a new term to some people. And it does sound like something a little bit complex, and it is, but we'll try and break it down and explain it as best that we can so that it is easy to understand. So essentially, a deep fake is a type of artificial intelligence and it's used to create, or maybe we could say fake is a better term. It could fake videos. That didn't 
actually happen in reality. That's right, Andrew. And to put it simply, basically what you do is you take a video of a person and make it look like that person did something that they never actually did. It's essentially like putting on a kind of digital mask. I like that, Anna, a digital mask. That's a great analogy. And this technology is done with the help of a type of artificial intelligence, which is called machine learning. And this technology takes essentially just a ton of hours of video footage of someone. And by doing that, it learns how they talk, how they move, how they express themselves. And the result is that it can make very believable videos that look real, even though they're not real, they're fake. Right, exactly. And while this technology can be used for very fun or innocent things like swapping your face with a celebrity or a movie star, for example, just to have a laugh or whatever, it also has some really potentially serious implications, which we're going to be going through and discussing in just a minute. Yeah, exactly. So then essentially deep fakes are this form of advanced digital impersonation, right? But it's important to remember that not everything that you see in a deep fake video is true. And in reality, most of it is fiction. And so this is becoming just a hotter issue these days, Anna. I don't know personally, have you ever heard of deep fakes before this episode? Is it something that's been on your radar at all? It's a really good question because actually it has been on my radar, but just recently on one of the major streaming services, they released a reality TV show called False Love. And on this reality TV show, what they do is people who are partners go on this reality TV show and they show them images which they have to decide whether they're true or false. And basically what they do is they use body doubles. And just like you said in that introduction, Andrew, they use the body doubles to then superimpose the face of the person. And the contestant has to choose whether what they're seeing is real or fake. That was the first time I've really ever come across it in like mainstream media or in a television program. So yeah, it's definitely on my radar right now. And it's interesting because I'm thinking, are we going to have more types of entertainment or TV shows like this where you kind of have to guess, is it real or is it fake? So it's definitely on my radar from an entertainment perspective. What about you, Andrew? Well, I think the first deep fake that I saw that was really mind-blowing to me was by this TikToker. So there's this guy, and I believe he's an American, and his name is Miles Fisher. Anyways, this guy is actually a look-alike for Tom Cruise. He's almost a doppelganger for Tom Cruise. Like He looks a lot like Tom Cruise, and he has a very good impersonation of Tom Cruise down. So even when he's not doing a deep fake video, if you were to ask him to do a Tom Cruise impersonation, he could do a very good job at it. He's got this stick down about how to impersonate Tom Cruise. But now he's combined that with the machine learning and the deep fake to do a really amazing version of Tom Cruise. Like it's almost impossible to tell that it's not the real Tom Cruise. It looks really, really convincing. So he's got, you know, the mannerisms down, he's got the voice down, he's got the looks down just naturally. And then you combine that with the technology 
and it's very, very convincing. And he's made some TikTok videos that have gone viral. I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, Anna or listeners, but if you are, maybe you could go and search for his name and see some of those viral videos that he's made. So that was the first time that it really came on my radar. And that was maybe during the pandemic, I think, maybe a couple of years ago. So pretty recently. But I've also heard about another kind of deep fake within the last few months, and that is an audio deep fake. And so you're using the same kind of technology, except instead of creating video, you're creating audio. Anna, are you familiar with the rapper Jay-Z? I'm sure you are. He's a very popular rapper, right? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm familiar. Right. The husband of Beyonce, huge power couple in American pop music. So a few months back, I heard this song by a group called Alta. And I'm not sure if that's a group name or a rapper name or a producer name. And the spelling is A-L-L-T-T-A. Okay, A-L-L-T-T-A, Alta. And we'll put a link in the description for this episode if people want to listen to this song on YouTube. But in this song, there is a verse by the rapper Jay-Z. So a verse is what we call it when a rapper raps in a song for a section of the song. Not the whole song, but just a part of the song. We call that a verse. So there's a verse by the rapper Jay-Z, but it's actually not Jay-Z. It's all machine generated. It's a deep fake of his voice. So what happened was that they used machine learning to learn about how Jay-Z sings and, you know, his flow, his style, where he usually pauses to breathe, how he expresses his voice. The machine learning did all that. And then some other rapper rapped the part and they used some kind of computer process. You know, I'm not sure about the technical details but they were able to emulate Jay-Z's voice through this. And the end result is really shocking. To me, it sounds exactly like Jay-Z, but it wasn't him at all. He had nothing to do with the song. And actually the song is pretty good. I don't know if you've heard this one, Anna, or not, but like, I was like, this is a pretty good song. I was impressed. Tell the young they can never become what they aspire to Born in a cell with no one who can inspire you Your highs are was never as high as those lie to you Pretending that they live in the sky lying behind you Well, that kind of throws up a couple of questions to me, really, because when you mentioned, Andrew, about the Tom Cruise thing, for example, I was thinking, well, what's the legality around that? Like, where does that stand legally? I don't really know, but I think it would be interesting to find out. Can somebody just create deep fakes of you and post it on whatever site? And then also when you mentioned about the audio thing, well, now you've got me a little bit worried because there is thousands of hours of me talking away on a podcast. And I'm sure, Andrew, well, you've been doing Q-lips now for a while. So I guess that's where somebody could get me, right? They could create, well, hopefully not a a rap song with me singing in it because that would be horrendous. I don't think anybody wants to hear that. But technically they could create something with my voice just because there's a lot of hours of audio out there. So I think really my question is, well, what's the legality around that? I'm really not sure. And then the second thing that comes into my head is, how is this going to affect I'm going to put in brackets, normal people, because I can really see the threat, for example, for people who are in the spotlight or in the limelight 
But what about people who maybe don't have a public persona or a presence? So yeah, I guess that's an interesting question for me. I don't know what you think about that, Andrew. Yeah, it's a question that I think has no answer. I'm sure from a legal standpoint, it feels illegal, right? It feels very illegal to create the likeness of somebody's image and to pretend like you're them. I don't know if there are laws specifically for deep fakes yet, but I'm sure there are some kind of laws around impersonation and pretending that you are someone when you're not. And I'm not exactly sure of the details, but there's got to be some legal protection there. And I'm sure in the future, we'll see that be expanded to the digital space as well. I've heard some stories of some celebrities having their likeness and their voices deepfaked for advertisements overseas in foreign countries. And I could see that as being troubling as well. Like, let's just use Tom Cruise for example, because everybody knows who he is and we are already talking about him. So imagine you're Tom Cruise, like your image is extremely valuable, right? And as far as I know, Tom Cruise doesn't really do endorsement deals. Like, I don't recall seeing him ever in an advertisement selling anything. Like, I think he doesn't really need to do that at this point in his career. So he doesn't really sell products using his image. But, you know, in a foreign country where maybe the law is different and he still carries a lot of cachet, right? Somebody could just make a deep fake of Tom Cruise selling their product and then they could reap all the benefits of having that celebrity endorsement without having to pay a penny. And if I were Tom Cruise in that situation, I'd probably be pretty upset and would want to get that squashed <laughs> as soon as possible. So I could see that happening. And I think that may already be happening to an extent. So yeah, a lot of legal issues that come up when you're talking about this topic. And Anna, to mention, you know, from a podcaster's perspective, like <laughs> the one that you and I have, it is very troubling. I read a story just this week of an elderly couple here in South Korea who received a phone call, which they thought was from their daughter, but it actually wasn't from their daughter. It was from a scammer and the scammer had deep faked the daughter's voice and was saying, you know, oh, mom and dad, I'm in trouble. I need some money. You need to send me some money to this account right away. And, you know, maybe in that kind of situation, a red flag would go up for many people. But for elderly people who have no idea about this technology, they just totally were tricked and fooled. And they sent the money right away to that account because they thought their daughter was in trouble. So yeah, I have to say that I'm pretty concerned. Like, like you mentioned, we have hundreds of hours of our voice just out there on the internet. I heard that they can make deep fakes with even just a five second clip of your voice, but it doesn't even take that much. So I think even people who aren't podcasters maybe have to be concerned because what happens if you are just talking on the phone with somebody and they recorded that one or two minute conversation and that could even be enough to copy your voice and make a deep fake of your voice. So yeah, it's something that I'm concerned about. It's something that I've talked to my family about even, you know, like if somebody calls and demands money and it sounds like me, it might not be me. So don't just like fork over the money right away. <laughs> yeah, you have to set up some kind of like secret code or something like that, that a deep fake wouldn't know. Well, I mean, if it only takes five seconds, then we're screwed, basically, uh, if it's only five seconds of audio required. 
Yeah, I mean, it is potentially worrying. Of course, you mentioned there about financial fraud. So that's definitely a, a part of this deep fake technology that could affect, I guess, people that are not in the limelight or the spotlight. And I mean, I guess there's also that other side of, and as you mentioned at the beginning, Andrew, and we talk about this, guys, when we're normally talking about these technology things is it's a double-edged sword. You've got the negative side, but you've also got some positives in there as well. And I think you mentioned about the voices being used on adverts. And I think there are some benefits in terms of marketing and creating digital content. If, a, if an actor or somebody gives their permission to use their voice or use their image to do something, you know, there is that potential avenue for them as well. So I think sometimes people do give their permission to create a deep fake, whereas they might not be able to have done that before, but then they can give them their image or their voice and then they do tutorials or maybe they make an advert. So I've seen that there are some benefits to deep fakes in terms of, you know, maybe advertising or creating digital content, maybe even educational purposes. And actually one thing that I saw was that with deep fake technology, what they could do is that, I don't know if they can do this already, I'm really not up to speed on that, but they could actually put you in the advertisement so they could show you using the product or they could put you in a situation where, I don't know, in an education for educational purposes, for example. So there are some ways that they could actually use it in a positive way to maybe create a better customer experience, for example, or a better educational experience, for example. So I guess there are some great positives to it. But for me, it's the name. Deep fake it just doesn't sound good. I think it's a hard sell. Yeah, Anna, you're absolutely right that that is exactly what could happen. So in an advertisement, for example, you could just have an extra do the acting and then you could map some famous person's face over their face and then you would have it look completely natural, right? And you're right that this, like any technology is a double-edged sword. But for me, for this one, you know, usually I can say it's 50-50. There are some good things about it. There are some bad things about it. And overall, it evens out. But for me, I don't really see deepfake technology as being 50-50. I could see some positive aspects, like you said. Like, you know, if you were someone like Morgan Freeman, for example, who has a very iconic voice and who could license his voice technology to documentaries and audiobooks and, you know, that kind of thing where they need a narrator then that would be awesome for Morgan Freeman, right? Like he could just not do any of the work. He could just license the software for his voice and he could cash in on that. That would be great for him, but it would also be terrible for all of like the small fish out there in the narration and audiobook reading world because suddenly they're out of a job, right? So it's good for like the top guy that's like the best of the best, but all of the other people then they're maybe going to be out of work. And then we would also have less diversity in the audiobook world. Like all of a sudden, all of your audiobooks are going to be narrated by Morgan Freeman, right? Like that could be a bummer. And yeah, so I mean, that's one of the positives though, right? It's good for like a select group of people. But I think overall, I don't really see how it could be a positive thing going forward. I think, you know, we're already hearing about some really bad things with this, like pornography, right? People being deep faked in pornographic situations, which is terrible. Revenge pornography, um, extortion, these kinds of really serious problems that are scary. And 
don't really have a good solution yet, I think. I just don't really see the benefits of it as much as I see the negatives. Another negative that I just thought of is also like fake news, right? I heard recently there was, I don't know if this was a video or an image. I think it was an image, not a video. But somebody tweeted out an image of the Pentagon with uh, some smoke coming out of it. And they said the Pentagon had just been attacked. And the image looked really, really real. And the tweet went out and then it got retweeted by, I believe it was Reuters news agency. And I may be wrong about that, but it was a big news agency accidentally retweeted this image. And so then suddenly people believed that it was real. And instantaneously, a bunch of stocks in the American stock market went down. Now, it only took like 10 or 15 minutes for this story to be squashed and for the truth to come out. But there were like 15 minutes of chaos, right, in the stock market as the truth was trying to be found. So I could see this as just being like the starting point for way, way, way more crazy things. And yeah, I... I don't know if this like whole fake news kind of era that we're living in right now is just going to get harder and harder and harder to tell truth from lie. And I'm pretty concerned about it, to be honest with you. And yeah, there are some benefits, but overall, with this one, I'm going to say it's kind of a dangerous technology. Yeah, definitely. And I really agree, to be honest. I agree on the whole. I could imagine something along the lines of what you were saying there, Andrew, like pornography and revenge porn that can really affect somebody in such a damaging way. And I think another thing that's really dangerous about this is the damage is sometimes already done. So even if like within a very short period of time, people realize that it's actually a deep fake and it's not real, well, sometimes, as I said, the damage is already done, the the reputation is ruined or maybe there's potential damage to you know, a person, group, or an organization. So it's really powerful, even though maybe it ends up not being actually true and people realize that it's a deep fake. And I don't know about you guys, but I have to be honest in the fact that I am more skeptical about the things that I see, read about in that kind of space. Sometimes you see some of these videos on YouTube with like sharks and things like this. And you're like, well, it's, I mean, it's obviously fake. So I think sometimes it is obviously not real, but I definitely take things more with a pinch of salt. And I'm definitely a little bit more critical about what I see online. Because as you said, Andrew, with that example in the Pentagon, these things can have a huge knock on effect. Anna, maybe we'll wrap up with this one last story. And I really want to get your opinion on this because I think, you know, I am obviously not a Korean person, but I live in Korea. So I've maybe adjusted to the culture a little bit. But you as someone who doesn't live in Korea or is not too familiar with the culture, then I'd really like to hear your opinion about this. So this is maybe one of the good ways that deepfakes could be used. And this just popped into my mind. So let me run this by you. There's a TV show here in South Korea, and to be honest, I've never seen this TV show. I've just heard about it, and I don't even know the name of the show off the top of my head. I'm not a big TV watcher, but I'm sure some of our listeners in Korea will be familiar with this. And if I can find the information, maybe I'll put a link in the description for this episode as well. 
But anyways, in this TV show, what they do is they essentially perform a kind of therapy. So the guest on the show will be somebody who has recently lost a loved one, or maybe not even recently lost a loved one, but has lost a loved one at some point in the past. And I believe the premise is that the death was sudden and very traumatic, and there wasn't closure. So what they do is they actually deep fake the deceased person and kind of bring them back to life almost digitally so that the family member or the friend can re-meet that person in a kind of VR space and have a final conversation with them to have that kind of closure. And they use it as an almost like a therapy tool. And yeah, apparently it's supposed to be quite therapeutic. Like I think that's what the guests on the show have said. Even though they know that this is obviously just a recreation and it's not their son or their best friend that had passed away. It's not that. They know that. But then once you go into this kind of experience and they have the VR and the likeness is so real and the voice is so real, they can get that closure that they had been missing for so long. So I think, yeah, maybe there is some kind of application in that regard as well, some kind of therapeutic uh, use to deep fake. I'm not sure. Anna, what, what do you think about that? Just what's your like initial reaction to that kind of scenario? Wow, that's a really tricky topic. I mean, the first thing I'd say is I, I can't imagine what it's like to go through that sort of situation, that kind of grief, because I've never been through that. So it's hard for me to understand. And, you know, my heart goes out to anybody that's had that situation. My initial reaction is, of course, if there's some therapeutic benefits, then I guess each person has to decide that for themselves. For me, I feel like it's playing with fire a little bit because I think there's something about, you know, establishing that that person has gone and that person is no longer there anymore that's important in terms of moving on with the grieving process. From my perspective as somebody who's never been through that before, so there's also that to take into account. But I think there is kind of that playing with fire a little bit there because okay, you have this conversation with them, but then what if that then opens up this, okay, I want to have more conversations with them or I want to do this again or I want to, you know, have another conversation with them. And then, I don't know, I think it could be a little bit dangerous, but I, I think, again, everybody ha would have to choose that for themselves. Again, everyone's different. I'm not sure. My initial reaction is proceed with caution, like be careful with that. But again, I, I don't know. It's it's very tricky. It's a very personal thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it is very personal and probably best if it were administered by, you know, a mental health professional to help you with that. Yeah, to guide you through. But that's just one example of how maybe we could use this deep fake technology for good in the future as well. You know, so maybe I'll give it a few points more in favor of the good. It's not all bad. Maybe there is some good to this technology, but we'll really have to wait and see. And I do think that we'll be hearing more and seeing more deepfakes in the future. So yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes open. But for now, everyone, I think that will bring our episode to a close today. So we hope that you enjoyed our discussion and found it beneficial for enhancing your English. Please remember that this episode was made available for everyone thanks to our fantastic member community. And without our members, Culips wouldn't be possible. 
So as a show of our appreciation, Anna and I are going to extend our conversation for just a bit longer in the ad-free version of this episode. And as a QLips member, you're able to easily access the ad-free version by logging into your account and navigating to the dashboard. If you're not a member yet, consider joining to access our helpful study guides and transcripts, fun bonuses, and to support the work that we do at QLips. And there are also other ways that you can support us as well. You could follow us on Instagram or YouTube, join the ongoing discussions on our Discord server, let your friends learning English know about Qlips, or leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back very soon with a new episode. Until then, keep learning, keep supporting, and we look forward to chatting with you on Discord. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.